0: Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chilhowee Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. But then he comes to Mordecai. And this is what starts this big mess. And Mordecai in chapter number four, Mordecai is in sight calling out. He's like, oh man, I didn't bow to the big dummy. And look what a mess I've made. But as he marches by, as he struts his way by Mordecai, Mordecai is not going to bow to some man. What happens to Haman. A wise Haman would understand, I've got wealth and riches and i got power and authority and I'm just going to have to go pass by the Mordecai on the street who doesn't have enough sense to bow at the king's orders. But that is not how Mordecai acts. Mordecai's happiness is solely rooted in public praise. Not only is it rooted in public praise, but it's rooted in personal advancement. He is so proud of what he's become. He is so interested in his place and position of authority. We understand a few things about uh, Haman. Haman offered to pay. To have the whole process taken care of for all the kingdoms of Ahasuerus to begin this order, I don't know if you remember in a previous chapter, it, he it, the, the number that comes to mind is eleven. I should have looked it up, but there was a, there was this massive sum of money. It was like uh, when I studied that chapter, the sum of money that Haman was willing to pay out of his own pocket in order to get the messages out and to begin the process and hire the people to begin this edict, to have all the Jews destroyed. It was like half of the value of the entire kingdom. it was a massive amount of money. And Haman had that to offer. I mean, he was a rich man. He had a wife. He had friends. He had... Children, he had riches, 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 and now he's the second most important in this kingdom under Ahasuerus. But his happiness is determined solely by his position of authority, by public praise, personal advancement. The last one I think is very important. His happiness was determined on having a life with no adversity. Now the king had that to a certain extent. You know, in this, these Eastern kings, they you couldn't be sad in their presence. We talked about that if you were here last week. You, sh- you couldn't be sad in their presence. And so the king lived in this bubble, in this world that wasn't even real. But his happiness was determined by these things. And we see in verses one through eight that he's invited to this banquet and he's like, wow, this is great. And in verse number nine, look at it. Then went Haman forth that day joyful and with a glad heart. I mean, he's he's, he's excited. What a great day I've had. He was happy. If you're happy only when things are on the up and up, you're going to spend a lot of your life not happy. If you're only happy when you're receiving public praise and personal advancements, positions of authority, I want you to know something. You're not going to be happy for long. One, you don't get to, if you make it to the top, you don't get to stay there very long. And two, most people never make it to the top. And three, you can't stay going up your whole life. Now I'm young, I know that. I'm forty-one, that's very young, right? I'm very young. Compared to some of you, I'm very, very young. <laughs> But I'm already keenly aware of the fact that I won't be able to keep the pace that I do today for a long, long time. I mean, I hope I can for 20 years, 30 years, maybe. But I understand that I can't keep this pace forever. And you know what? That's okay. That's just fine. Because I'm not happy because I'm accomplishing and achieving. I'm happy because I'm a child of God, and God loves me unconditionally, and I've got lots to be thankful for. But I'll tell you, Haman was going to build and was building his own gallows and ruining his own life because he thought and he rooted his happiness in what he could accomplish and what he had and who he was. And the first time someone stood in his way, he had an adversary or an adversity, what does the little crybaby do? He throws a fit. He gets full of wrath and anger. Let me tell you, if you think that you can't be happy with, if there's someone that is opposing you, I want you to know something. There are lots of people opposing you. And it doesn't matter where you stand on anything, you're gonna have people opposing you in life. Let me tell you, this world and this life is full of opposition. If you try to be the most fluid, liquid, milly mouthed stand stand-for-nothing, get-along-with-everybody person there ever lived, you're gonna find that there's a lot of people that are in adversity with you. There's no possible way to get along with everybody all the time. And there's no possible way to make everybody happy. There's no possible way. It just doesn't work. And as soon as Haman had an adversary, guess what happened? He goes from yay to mad. Look, your happiness cannot be rooted in the things of this world. There's a proverb that kind of reminded me of Haman, Proverbs 14, verse 21. He that despiseth his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor, happy is he. You know what? Haman wasn't happy unless everything was going his way. And if you're waiting on everything to go your way before you can be and stay happy, you're going to be a miserable person. He caused the gallows to be made. Number two, number two, you are setting up your own failure when, number two, you are angry when questioned or opposed. You are angry when questioned or opposed. Look what happens in verse number nine. Then went Haman forth that day, joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he stood not up nor moved for him, he was full of indignation against Mordecai. What happened? He was happy, and then all of a sudden, he was angry. Look at that. Isn't that a mess? Isn't that a terrible way to live? Now, I'll just tell you, maybe you're there right now. It can happen to the best of Christian people where they just get to a place where one thing goes wrong and it's like, the wheels fall off. Now, may God help us. When we have these moments when our apple cart gets turned over that we don't just blow it and lose our minds and get angry and hate God and everybody around us. Haman, he was setting up his own gallows when he was angry over being questioned or opposed. How many of you love it when you get questioned? It's not not really fun. How many of you like it when someone opposes you? We don't love that. But if someone doesn't agree with you, that doesn't mean you should be angry. If someone opposes you, that doesn't mean you should be angry. That doesn't mean you should lose your joy. As a matter of fact, we should get to the place where we're okay with people who have differing opinions than ours. Now, the best way to learn that is at home. I tell people often when I'm talking, I say, now Look, if, if you and I don't agree on something, that's okay. I'll love you anyway. I said, I've been married to Ruthie for almost 20 years and we don't agree on everything, but I still love her and I'm happily married to her. So if we disagree, that's okay. But some people get in their hearts and they get this chip on their shoulder that if someone disagrees with me in some way or some form or fashion, then we cannot possibly be friends and I can't be happy. And that's where Haman got His pride had gotten to such a place, he had exalted himself to such a place of authority in his own mind, in his own gourd, that he couldn't stand the thoughts of somebody opposing him. Let me tell you something, the Bible says only by pride comes contention. Why was there a big fight in Haman's heart? Because Mordecai wouldn't bow to him because Haman's heart was full of pride. Haman's heart was full of pride. And I'll just tell you, if you get the place where someone tells you that they think what you did was wrong and it makes you fiery mad, you've got a prideful heart like Haman. They may be dead wrong, but the moment that you get upset because someone opposed you, you're dead wrong. May God help us to have the right spirit about it. It's sweet. It's sweet. And I'll tell you, it's a sweet thing to be around a Christian person that you know that you can say what's on your mind and know that they're not going to get upset with you. That's one of my favorite things about my relationship. And I, this is personal, and I don't want to go this, this deeply personal, and this makes Ruth nervous, but I'm not going to talk about you this time. That's one of my favorite things about my friendship with Peter Ventresca. And it's something that's different about being a Yankee he always says I'm the Yankee you know he's not here tonight so I can talk about him all I want to <laughs> but the thing about Peter is so, there have been numerous occasions where where we we can we'll strongly disagree about something and something I love about Peter is I can tell him exactly how I feel about it and we can thoroughly disagree and just love each other anyway. And I'll just tell you, the more we know each other, the more we're around each other, we don't disagree on hardly anything. But you can just be as frank as you want to be. And you know, it's going to be okay. It's sweet. That's a good thing. So there actually is something good about being a Yankee. That's the only one I know of. Right, Dawn? But, uh, the, the, you see where Haman got to? Haman was causing his own gallows to be made. He was setting up for failure because he could not stand to be questioned or opposed. I'll tell you, the, times, the, the numerous times in my Christian life where someone finally had a courage to oppose me or to address something, an issue in my life, are the most wonderful moments in my life because many times there were times that either I was able to be taught Most of the time that's the case. I was able to be taught or I was able to teach. You understand? Someone comes to you with a disagreement, with a misunderstanding, an opposition, and they come to you and one of two things is going to happen. One, I'm going to realize they're right and I'm wrong and that's okay. And I've been taught. Or number two, they're going to realize that I was right and they were wrong. And I'm going to teach. And both ways are necessary in the Christian life. It's sweet. It's sweet. But not for Haman. Mordecai made him so angry when he opposed him that ultimately it's going to cost Haman his life. He caused the gallows to be made. Number three, you're setting up your own failure when, number three, you feel the need to validate yourself. You feel the need to validate yourself. Now, now, look what the scripture says here at verse number 10. Now, Mordecai's madder than a hornet. I'm pretty sure that's what the King James says here in verse number nine. He is so angry. He was full of indignation against Mordecai. Verse number 10. And so the Bible says, nevertheless, Haman refrained himself. He didn't smack Mordecai that time. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.